0: From the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, this is Nebraska Farmcast. I'm Ryan Evans. A new report published by the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Bureau of Business Research projects that farm income in Nebraska will exceed $8 billion in 2021, more than previous highs of around $7.5 billion in both 2011 and 2013. But with high input costs and possible declines in commodity prices and government payments ahead, Income levels may be set for a decline in the coming years. For more on what's contributing to these record setting farm income levels and what may lay ahead, I am joined by Dr. Brad Lubin, Extension Policy Specialist here at UNL. Brad, thanks for joining me.
1: Good to be with you.
0: And you have an article up on our Center for Ag Profitability website now cap.unl.edu. Where uh, you walk through this year's uh, farm income numbers and uh, what may be ahead in terms of farm policy. So, uh, first, how does net farm income in the state this year compare with previous years? And then, what has contributed to these numbers? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's an interesting observation here as we close out 2021. With a projected farm income for Nebraska for the year in excess of $8 billion, we're setting record levels. And as referenced, uh, this surpasses the previous record set in 2011 and 2013. Uh, mind you, we are talking in nominal terms. In real terms, 11 and 13 still um, uh, still would rank higher uh, modestly. But but regardless uh, whether it's nominal or whether it's real, farm income levels in 2021 for Nebraska look very very strong. And that's really a growth of uh, and a recovery in markets uh, from the lows of the COVID pandemic. Uh, Plus, the continued government payments that started uh, really with trade assistance payments back in 18 and 19 became dramatic levels, uh, uh, unprecedented levels of government assistance in the midst of the COVID pandemic, uh, including assistance, direct assistance to ag producers. Some of that has rolled over into 2021. So the combination of uh, much stronger commodity prices since late 20, as well as the continued smaller but still continued government payments that have rolled into 2021 means that we have a very strong financial picture here for wrapping up the year. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that we automatically carry over in strength for the coming years. Uh, projections right now for 22, 23, and 24 would take us down sharply back into the 5 to $6 billion range, which would look good historically, but obviously will be a bit of a, of a income and, and cash flow shock uh, at least as projected now compared to where we were this year.
0: And with those rises in ad hoc assistant payments, assistance payments from the government in the last four years, how have commodity program payments in that same time frame compared to uh, their historic levels in the state?
1: Yeah, I think there's a very important uh, sort of recognition here that the ad hoc payments have overwhelmed our traditional Commodity program and our traditional safety net payments. If we look at farm payments in general, uh, we averaged uh, uh, around uh, uh, 400, or, to, or rather 600 million plus in commodity program payments uh, in 16 or in 15, 16, and 17. Sort of the, the lows of the recent farm income trough, commodity program payments were an important part of the safety net at that point. Those payments have have dribbled uh, trickled down to virtually nothing here at present with high prices. We don't expect commodity program payments to pay much of anything, uh, but the ad hoc assistance payments, the COVID relief, the pandemic assistance program, the uh, uh, CFAP or coronavirus food assistance program payments that have rolled out the um, uh, the paycheck protection program payments, all of those uh, whole portfolio of payments uh, far exceeded what the traditional safety net provided. So we saw uh, more than $30 billion in, in those payments in 2020 nationally, uh, more than $2 billion here in, in uh, Nebraska uh, we, in, in 2020. We see uh, still $800 million plus here in 2021. Uh, but if we assume that those are about to disappear, And we also assume that commodity program payments will be minimal, given the higher prices we have at present. Then the commodity program uh, and the safety net really disappears, and farm program payments uh, virtually disappear except for the continued support for crop insurance and the uh, investments in conservation programs. That paints a very different picture of what the, the safety net and what the farm bill debate could look like going forward.
0: What are you watching in the debate here, uh, going forward, and what could the future of that look like?
1: Well, I, I think we're we're looking at a farm bill debate that's due to begin sometime in 2022. It's due in late 2023 if it gets done on time. Uh, but typically, debate and at least uh, hearings and other observations and and discussions begin here in earnest uh, here and likely in the coming year uh, as we bring that debate forward. We'll be looking at traditional commodity program decisions, such as maintaining the status quo versus proposed reforms to the program and the broader safety net, including crop insurance. And we'll also be looking at other priorities, like conservation and equity and socially disadvantaged producers and food assistance and rural development broadband programs, etc. cetera, etc. cetera, et cetera. Uh, et cetera. If I look at commodity programs, and specifically at the safety net, we could sort of go into this and say, well, the projected spending on commodity programs is, is whittled down to virtually nothing. It's not quite nothing, because even with high prices, you're making forecasts based on probabilities, and there's a probability of a range of prices around that forecast, and some of those possible outcomes are low enough to trigger payments. And so there's estimated payments built into the baseline, but they're small. If you project those payments going forward, there's not a very big budget for commodity programs going forward. That arguably means, well, there's not much support to be had there, and thus there might be a push to try and change it. On the other hand, there's not much money in it, and you can't change it into anything. Uh, You don't have enough money to really change it effectively. So there's a strong possibility that the status quo is maintained for safety net programs, commodity programs, uh, because that's really all that's capable of being funded, given the baseline that exists. The The crop insurance programs end up being a much bigger part of the, the federal investment in the safety net, and as such, they might become a bigger target. They have become an annual target for spending. They have become an annual debate item in, or a, a regular debate item in each farm bill, and as the largest part of the safety net going forward, they may well become uh, a key part of the debate. And then you have all these other priorities. Conservation program spending was actually slated to maybe double in the Build Back Better uh, plan uh, that uh, had passed the House, but uh, at last word seems to be dead in the Senate for now. Uh, So there are certainly efforts to try and accelerate conservation program spending, particularly focused on climate Uh, practices and and climate-smart agriculture efforts, Uh, if there's not a major bill to put that in separately, it becomes something to fight over in the farm bill debate, as well as uh, some of the uh, provisions for debt relief or other financial support for socially disadvantaged and and, uh, traditionally underserved producer audiences. All of those represent other priorities, and they all compete for funding and they all compete for attention Uh, and they'll challenge uh, the development of the next farm bill.
0: All right. Dr. Brad Lubin, extension policy specialist here at UNL. He's written a new article on our center for ag profitability website about what we've been discussing here on uh, this episode today. And you can find that on our website at cap.unl.edu. We also have a link in the podcast description and uh, that article also includes a link to the Bureau of Business Research Report, Business in Nebraska, where you can read on farm income projections in 2021. Brad, thanks for your time. Thank you. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, Visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.